Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Greg Diedrich, and I'm with Iron Bell Ministries. Welcome to our weekly podcast. I'm here with Stephen McWhorter, uh, our worship leader, and we're going to be talking today about something that really is at the heart of Iron Bell Ministries, mm-hmm. and, and that is um, talking about the nature of God, who He is, His character, mm-hmm. and how we get to know Him, not just in a, the, the sense of uh, intellectually understanding Him, but really mm-hmm deep in our heart where we believe it and we act out of it. And it's really the cornerstone of a project we're getting ready to release called Adoring God. And mm-hmm. it's songs about the nature and character of God. And uh, the intent is to bring people into a, a, a greater understanding of who He is and the knowledge of God, to be filled with the fullness of the knowledge mm-hmm. of God, as Paul talked about. And today we want to talk a little bit about the song that really you know, launched this project before we had a project. Yeah. Uh, and it's called The God That Saves. And, and uh, Stephen, why don't you tell us a little bit about the background of that? Well, the background of the story is my story, but the background of how the story was written was really you guys kind of came to me and said, you know, a couple of years back, um, I said, hey, we'd love for you to help spearhead a music ministry here, you know, songwriting, yeah. kind of create a culture here uh, for that. And yeah. You guys had felt the Lord kind of put that on, you know, Shelly, your wife, uh, yeah. Shelly Diedrich, and you had both kind of felt the Lord's calling uh, for this ministry in that way. And um, so, you know, you graciously opened up the barn here at Iron yeah. Bell Ministries to me for a couple of days. And so I just sat with the Lord for a couple yeah. of days and said, um, you know, God, I don't want to just sit here and craft a song. Yeah. Um, I want to hear what you, the song you've already written. You know, I want to mm. hear, I want to co-write mm. with you the song you've already written uh, that I didn't know we've already written together, right? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I was in that time with him and as a, uh, I was writing song and I was doing like a little demo, like rough recording. Mm. And... Um, I had that moment with the Lord where I was, when I was writing that weekend, I just said, you know, as, as creative people, as artists, whatever, you know, it's hard to shut off that. I wonder if people will like this. Yes. It's hard to shut that off. But in that moment, I just said, God, tell me what you think about mm. it. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Mm. And I'm not going to send this to a bunch of people. I want to know what you think about this. Mm. And so I hit play and I played it for the Lord <laughs> just alone in that room. And I had a real powerful encounter with the God that was really with God that was really life changing. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he was telling me, this song is your story. Wow. Um, it's that you've encountered me as the God that saves in this intimate way, your story and your story that's still being written. Mm-hmm. This is an intricate part of it. Yeah. Um, coming to know me as the God that saves is, is uh, a real pinnacle yeah. part yeah i love that because you know oftentimes when we do things not just as artists but um certainly as artists uh, we do things with an with an eye and an ear towards what what's someone this person or, or man in mm-hmm. general gonna think about it is this mm-hmm. gonna pass muster how's it gonna how's it gonna be received you right. know and that leads to either pride if people love it or fear that people won't right and i love the fact that this uh, song really got birthed out of just uh, you're going to write what the Lord put in your heart, and you're going to put it in front of Him, and you're going to ask Him well, yeah. how He feels about it. I really did it. not think people will sing this uh, yeah. when I was writing it. I was really yeah. in that place with God saying, I'm just singing for you. This yeah. song's intimate. It's about my story. Yeah. It's about you. And I remember having a conversation with um, Shelly prior to writing the song where we were talking about the ministry and that the ministry's birthed out of ashes, you know, mm. beauty from ashes, like God's building this thing yeah. out of the burnt stones, yes. right? And uh, I thought about my own story, which, you know, I'll talk about in a second, but my own story, it's really that, birthed out of ashes. So even those lyrics in the song, which is ransomed out of the wreckage, uh, pulled from the ashes, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's really God was just painting this image of what he wants to do with everybody. And though my story is one that's kind of dramatic or whatever, it's all of our stories. It's like, it's an ongoing process. The Lord's saving us 
yes. and saving us and saving yes. us and uh, marriages, relationships. You know, uh, this is what he does. Yeah. This is who he is. He's the ongoing God that saves. And <laughs> yeah. Shelly and I have a story that God wrote in our lives about uh, redeeming and restoring our marriage. That's mm-hmm. also, you know, kind of a foundation of this ministry. And the other thing I love about the, this song, God That Saves, is that. You know, when you wrote it, we really didn't have in mind launching in the Adoring God project. Really, mm-hmm. just was we knew that God had birthed in us the uh, the the desire and the passion mm. to to write songs with Him right. to co-write. And I love one of our um, uh, musicians and singers here, Josh Glauber, has this line. You know, we don't so much as uh, craft a song as we do listen to what's going on mm-hmm. and what God's saying and and uh, really that's what where this song came from and um, one of the things that has also been a big part of this ministry has been the fact that uh, we don't worry about planning out where we have to take the ministry mm-hmm. you know which was really hard for me because my background is you know planning and organizing and seeing a vision and moving towards it and and God's just kind of birthed this ministry one step at a time and asked us to be faithful and obedient mm-hmm. and you know like Abraham called us out of the Ur of the Chaldees and said follow me mm-hmm. um, and what I love is that you know this song was written without the intention of really it becoming a song that everybody is going to hear but as soon as you wrote that uh, you got an invitation uh, yeah as soon as I wrote that song what's so funny is almost Two weeks later, I got a call from um, CBN 700 Club saying, hey, we want to do a story, a piece on your story um, as the God that saves, you meeting the God that yeah. saves. And um, and here I have this song that nobody's heard before. And so <laughs> yeah. we had a friend, a producer come in, and we did a day here where we just shot a yeah. live video of us playing the song in the barn, really right. simple acoustic. And that's what's on online right now. But uh, we're going to be launching a more full version of that. But Right now, um, God's used that exponentially. It's yes. amazing um, how He's used it, and yeah. how many stories we've gotten from people um, th- in the country, uh, you know, f- outside of Louisville, yeah. that are playing the song uh, yeah. in their churches and all these things. It's like it's 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 really amazing yeah. how God's just snowball effect taking this yes. because the message is so powerful. It's yeah. so applicable to every single believer. Yeah. That God wants to introduce Himself as the God that saves yeah. to people. And I think um, you know. I think one of the things that uh, I love about the ministry and, and your uh, part in the music ministry and, and the other people that are engaged is that what we say here is that we worry about just stewarding the presence of God, just staying in that place where we're allowing Him to work in us, and then letting Him whatever He does in us come through us, and so that um, we don't. Uh, we aren't focused on we've got to produce an outcome or an endpoint that we're moving towards. We're faithful to just be with him, uh, mm-hmm. partner with him mm-hmm. to write what he's writing in us, mm-hmm. and let him decide where he takes it and how he takes us. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you know what ended up happening is we ended up with writing these songs that we're now putting out uh, in a project. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the project, the Iron, the Adoring God project. What's cool about it is that we basically said we don't want to release an album. Right. And we don't want to release just music because we say this time and time again, the world doesn't need another worship band. So the quick version, because we'll do another podcast just kind of all about this, is that we wanted to release the attributes of God. Mm. We wanted, you know, every other month or whatever, we wanted right. to consistently one attribute of the Lord at a time. Right. So that every one of them deserves highlight. Every one of them right. is a single. Every one yeah. of them, you know, we don't want uh, this is a B track <laughs> because they're not, it's not about music. Yeah. Every one of them is highlighting the character and the nature of God. So yes. what we decided we would do is we took parts that were key to the ministry 
And uh, what we did was we took um, prayer, where we would do adoration prayer, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I love you because you're the God that saves. Zephaniah 3.17 says this about you being the God that saves. I've seen you save in my own life, God. Right. You've ransomed me from the ashes. Like that. We're just having this conversation right. with him. And so we've captured that with music behind it mm. that just is engaging. And we, I believe music behind the prayer is important because throughout Scripture we see examples of God using music mm. to move with the Holy Spirit that yes. draws people into an encounter with him that they otherwise would be difficult right. to have. So... We do that. We have like a 10 minute long prayer that comes with it. And then we also have um, a live music video of us doing it here at like Mm -hmm. a worship night, um, playing the song in a room, you know, and then we've got the audio version of Mm -hmm. it. And then we'll also have a teaching slash testimony part where somebody talks about how they encountered this attribute of God, God, how they encountered the God that saves. And for me, it would be my story, you know, about why, why did, you know, why this song Mm -hmm. and God wants to do that. It's not just, Hey, we need to write another song about God being faithful. No. Did you encounter God in that way? Yeah. Do you know him intimately? That's right. what makes the song. Um, I think that's why God's anointing it. I think that's yeah. why there's an anointing on it. I agree. It's a, that anointing, or, you know, it it's kind of comes out of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not writing songs about God. We're writing songs, you know, uh, from our uh, encounter and our experience and our knowledge about God. Right. Uh, knowledge that's beyond head knowledge, as I said before, but it's a belief. And, you know, this song, God That Saves, for example, no one can ever, when you've encountered the God that saves, no one's ever going to convince you, try, you know, uh, be successful in telling you that God doesn't save. Mm. You know, when you've met the God who restores and redeems a marriage, no one can, can then again say to you, hey, he's, he's not going to redeem or restore. No one can convince me that he's not big enough That's right. to save yeah. you and to right. redeem and ransom any situation. So I think that anointing you talked about, that authenticity comes from when we experience God in that way, you, you know, mm-hmm. then it changes us, the way we respond to things. Mm-hmm. It changes the way we think and the faith that we have. Uh, I had heard a pastor once say that the, the disciples, when they got into the boat with Jesus on the front side of the lake at the beginning, and then they encountered in this storm, and he, uh, he saved them. He said when they got into the boat with him, they knew in their head that he was kind of the God over creation. Mm. But when he saved them from the storm and on the other side of the lake they knew they believed mm-hmm. that he was the god over creation and it would yeah. change the way then they responded and lived mm-hmm. and i think that's really what these songs are about is really encountering him in that way to the point where um where they hear the song that we've written you talked mm-hmm. about they watch the live video of the music they hear the testimony of mm-hmm. somebody who's encountered god in that way and then there's a prayer that is prayed over it and each of those elements serves to to kind of help people say you know what he's just not intellectually the god that saves but he is the god that saves yeah and i not only think it but i believe it I yeah know. and so you know even with my own story which i'll tell real quick in a bridge version but it's still an ongoing process. So as I tell this story, God's still revealing himself right. this throughout my life. Yep. And because of this encounter that I'm about to tell you, I know he'll show up yes. every time. I know who he is. I don't come and beg and plead with him right. to be the God that says, like, please, please, please save me. Right. I just go, I love you because that's who you are. So I've seen nature. you do it time and time again. I can't wait to see you do it again. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, when I was, I grew up the son of a Nazarene evangelist and my uh, dad and my relationship was real strained. And, um, yeah, I just didn't want anything to do with the Jesus of my father. So in my early teens, uh, he was a Nazarene evangelist, so he kept traveling, and I stayed um, local, you know, and uh, in a small town, so I got into a lot of trouble. I eventually, immediately started at age 13, you know, smoking and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. doing drugs, alcohol, all this stuff, and like heavy, heavy, heavy. 
And uh, some years, you know, during that time, I was selling drugs. I was a full-fledged drug dealer. And then towards the last five years of my um, late teens, early 20s, Um, I was a crystal meth addict. Mm. So every day for five years, I was doing crystal meth, Mm. um, staying up for days on end. And it Mm. it was a mess. So really at the place at one point where I remember uh, thinking, I'm good. This is going to kill me. I'm going to die. But I'm so addicted. I can't imagine quitting. So I'm okay with it. That's when you know you're in the pit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, you know, and at that point, I remembered uh, I was so vehemently against Christianity. Um, I mean, like to the point of where you Mm -hmm. mentioned the name of Jesus around me, I would cuss you out and ask you Mm -hmm. to leave my house. Mm -hmm. So imagine that person, you know, Mm -hmm. and somebody gave me a book called uh, Case for Christ for Least Trouble, which is is not important. But the fact that I accepted the book is a miracle because of what Mm -hmm. I just told you. And so uh, I remember three o'clock in the morning, I'm staying in this house full of musicians and my girlfriend and I are in this room together. She's asleep and she's now my wife, mm, uh, Tara. That's sweet. Um, and so we're, we're in this room together. It's three o'clock in the morning. I've, you know, I've got, you know, drugs next to me mm. in the bed <laughs> and uh, it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm reading this book in bed. I don't even, I mean, when I think back to the moment, it's a blur that that was even going on. Wow. I mean, it's, and just to clarify something, it's the grace of God, but also there was lots of people praying for me. Mm. Um, you know, my brother-in-law, my sister, all these people were really going before the throne of my path. Your mom, my mom, absolutely. Um, all interceding for me. And I believe that that was instrumental. Mm. Um, and so, you know, here I am three o'clock in the morning and, um, the presence of God, I mean, the manifest presence of God, wow. the by manifest, I mean, like I could tangibly feel it in yeah. the room, entered the room and, um, God knew it had to happen like that because being a pastor's son, it couldn't be Sunday morning. Somebody yeah. gives a good sermon and right. plays a song that makes me feel good. And then I come up, yeah, yeah. it had to be a drastic encounter yeah. and in God's grace yeah. and mercy, he knew that. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm going to do it this way um, because I love you. You know, I'm going to do it this way. And so th- three o'clock in the morning, a drastic encounter with the Lord. And I just hear him say to me, you know, I'm real. What are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. And I said, God, I want this because I'm believing what's happening right now is real. Mm-hmm. I want this, but I don't know how to let go of all mm-hmm. this garbage that I've created around me. This empire just, mm-hmm. ugh, you know, um, I don't know how to do it. And in a thought more powerful than words, the Lord said to me, you don't have to. I will. Wow. And I believed that. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that God, you know, he, was, he basically said to me, I'm the God that saves. Wow. Test me on this. Mm. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I believed him. Yeah. And I said, okay. And so three o'clock in the morning, I'm crying, giving my life to Christ in this room. And my wife at the, not now, but at the time, my girlfriend turns to me and goes, what, what is going on? <laughs> what, what are you doing over there? And I think she said, are you high? You know, and because <laughs> uh, I said, uh, you know, I just gave my life to Christ. So, you know, I ended up moving out uh, with, from her and us getting engaged. And wow. uh, fast forward to some years later, literally overnight, by the way, I quit everything. Wow. Which is just a power of God. Right. Yes. And I tell that story sometimes when people go, that's. That can't be like that. Well, I know God does things differently with all kinds of different people, with all kinds of different reasons. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason with me, he did it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to that point, it's amazing is yeah. that, um, you know, that, that story. There's so many things that, you know, we could talk about all day long. Um, just, the, you know, the praying family and mm-hmm. them never giving up. Yeah, and uh, you feeling the presence of God. But, you know, it was that act of when God reveals himself in some way, when, he, when there's a truth that comes mm. in. Mm. Um, you believed it. Mm-hmm. And that's the choice we have is when God says, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm the God that saves. I'm the God that restores. I'm the God who is your provider. The, the crisis of faith, as, as Blackaby says, mm-hmm. then is, do we believe him? 
yeah, are we going to agree with yes. what God just said? Right. Um, and that's, it's a nice thing when I say it, but right. in that moment, yeah. when the rubber hits the road, am I going to go, yes. Because the implications, you know? when we agree, the implication really is, is that we're going to live from that truth now. Mm-hmm. That's what agreement means. It means we're aligning to the truth of God. We're going to live that way. We choose not to live out of a lie. This is going to shape my identity. Yes. Not this. Not the opposite. Not the other. Uh, yeah, which is great. You know, and even with that story, you know, after that, uh, a year later, after giving my life to Christ, somebody hired me as a worship leader. <laughs> that was, you know, this is like somebody. <laughs> I that love was... the line you have about that, about the God who turns uh, yeah, meth addicts. Uh, yeah, the God that turns meth addicts into worship leaders. <laughs> uh, with, and, and quickly, uh, in his grace, he did it so fast that I didn't see it coming um somebody called me up and just said hey you should go do this i'm like mm. there's no way this church is going to hire me with my past and they did uh kudos to them so <laughs> yeah <laughs> you that's know really neat. um so you know i had that did that and so and then my, my also very cool is that god ended up um, doing a lot of restoration with me and my father and he ended up baptizing me and my wife wow so there's just a really amazing yeah, story of god god's, saves. Re- god's redemption his saving it was so powerful yeah. and um it's yeah. one i can't get tired of telling he won't let me no because so. it, it's 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 his story mm-hmm. you know it's his story it's just a testimony of jesus in your life and i think that um that's why it has power that's mm. why it resonates with people well, that's why you have to keep telling it because um it's it's not your story yeah uh it's really his story through you mm-hmm. and uh you know i'm just uh, excited that you know um God used you in that way. And one of the things that uh, a friend of ours, uh, the ministry, his name's Ben Woodward, he, yeah. he used this line once that God doesn't save us into slavery. He saves us into sonship. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't just want to save you um, so that you weren't, um, you know, you you're going to go to heaven eventually and all that. He wanted to bring you into your identity as a son and then into your destiny mm-hmm. as a worship leader and as a worship warrior. Because saving me is good right. like in that moment from drugs and stuff but the fullness <clears throat> of his saving is an ongoing process which yes. leads me to where i'm setting today exactly and other people your right. story is this process of god's salvation over your life yeah. is an ongoing thing and leading you into out of your identity as a son into the purpose that he created you for mm. you know and so he he already had lined up for you out of that what he knew he had created you for mm. you know the very seed that he had planted in your um, in your soul at birth, you know, to come forward and sprout mm. into the fullness of who he wanted you to be. Mm. That's good. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll, let's do some adoration. Let's just, okay. let's just pray. Good. Let's pray. So God, we love you. Thank you that you're the God that saves. God, I love that we get to know you in that way, that we could come into circumstances and none of them are ever so big that we go, God can't save us out of this one. He can't mm-hmm. save through this, um, yes. that this is too big for him. God, we love that you are the God that saves, that we don't have to beg and plead with you, that your word says, Zephaniah three fifteen, that you are living among us and that you are mighty to save, yes. God. Um, that you are the God that saves, Lord. We love you for that, Father, that your very name is Savior. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, we just say right now that you're breathing that truth into the hearts and minds of people, yes, God, right Lord. now. You're breathing the truth that you're saving people, not um, not to slavery, but to sonship, God. Mm-hmm. You're reminding them that they are sons and daughters, that you've saved them for the purpose of being yours. Um, yes, Father. We love you and thank you for that, God. We say continue to move in people. I pray that that truth would, that seed of that truth, God, that you're whispering right now, just like that three o'clock in the morning encounter. Yeah. Uh, with me that God that people right now would say we agree I agree with that God that you say that you're able to save me Mm -hmm. from this situation and lead me into my destiny yes 
Uh, Father, there are some people who are sitting right now at the Red Sea mm-hmm. uh, where it looks um, like their uh, destruction is sure, that they don't see a way out, that mm-hmm. they're, they're caught in between the Red Sea and the, the Egyptian army. And, and they hear this story and they're like, that sounds good for Stephen. Mm-hmm. I'm glad for him, but I can't see that in my own life. And, and Lord, you, you are using those circumstances, the, the Red Sea on the one hand and the, the army charging on the other to say, look up. Mm. Your salvation is nigh, that, that it's not about the circumstance you're in, but it's about the God of the circumstances, the God who saves, the God who redeems, and the God who restores, that you want them to meet you right there and mm. to agree that that's who you are, that you're the God that um, turns all things together for good, that you're the God can take any circumstance and make it work for your glory and for mm. our good, that you're the God who can uh, change the life and the path of somebody in an instant uh, and turn it uh, and bring it into your kingdom and into a greater alignment with what you have. And so, mm-hmm. Father, we just say right now, we declare that over um, the people that are listening right now, we ask that you would meet them in a powerful way, Father, that they would agree that that's who you are and that they would align their life to that, that they would act out of that belief, not just an intellectual nice-to-think thought, but a belief that they they live life out of, Father. Mm-hmm. And we just say yes and amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's, that's it for the Iron Bell Ministries podcast. Um, Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, Greg Diedrich and Steve McWhorter. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Blessings. <laughs> Blessings. Take care. We'll see you next week.